Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. Today I'm speaking to Dr. Derek Young, interventional cardiologist, Concord International Hospital, about sudden cardiac arrest, the conditions, potential link to heart attacks, and as much as he can try to explain to me for my small little brain. <laughs> welcome to the show, Dr. Young. For starters, is there a difference between cardiac arrest and heart attack? Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you for having me here today with you. Yes, there is a difference mm-hmm. between cardiac arrest and heart attack. Um, somehow or other, the public and people tend to link both terms together. Right. For the start, I will talk to you about cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. Cardiac arrest is, is a situation where the heart stops beating for certain reasons. Okay. And most of the times, it's due to electrical disturbances. Okay. And for technical terms, I will throw in ventricular arrhythmia. Okay. Ventricular tachycardia, ventricular fibrillation, okay. which are the most common causes of cardiac arrest. Doesn't that also cause an irregular heartbeat? Though? It does, right. of course. And uh, for heart attack, it's a situation where there is a um, lack of blood supply to the portion of the heart mm-hmm. caused by a sudden blockage of a coronary artery. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it can be due to what we call, and throw in a few anatomical terms, left anterior descending, mm-hmm. right coronary artery, or the uh, left circumflex artery. Mm-hmm. And that causes a sudden sensation of blood supply to the portion of the heart. Mm-hmm. And that may result in an irregular heart rhythm okay. and also lead to a cardiac arrest. Okay. Now, I'm starting to understand why the two are different or how the two are different. Is there a greater severity between one and the other, or are they both as serious? I would say they're both as serious. Etiology or the causes of both of these conditions can be quite different. Mm-hmm. And like what I say, heart attack is due to a blockage of a coronary artery in question. Okay. And cardiac arrest is just the heart stopped beating because there wasn't a proper electrical supplier and due to a serious irregular heart rhythm that causes the heart not to be able to pump well, mm-hmm. uh, losing cardiac output and hence uh, the patient uh, having arrest. Okay, now in a recent report, it was stated that about a thousand Singaporeans die from sudden cardiac arrest on an annual basis. Now, that seems like a lot to me, especially if a considerable number of those Singaporeans are younger and otherwise healthy. Would that be part of that report? Are they younger? Because a lot of people you know, they go running and then they have a situation and basically they drop dead. Yes. And, and is that cardiac arrest then? For a starter, can I say that the statistics of people dying mm-hmm. or having cardiac arrest, I would say hasn't changed for many years. Okay. And I would say that it's because of our social media and the fact that we're hearing a lot more through Facebook, Twitter, that we get to know a lot more, thinking that the cases that we are, we are, we are hearing tend to increase over the last 10 years. But in actual fact... I, so the numbers uh, are stable. Stable. We okay. tend to hear a lot more. Sure. And I do understand that um, the concerns with the younger population, mm-hmm. I would say by definition, when I say younger guys, younger population mm-hmm. would be below 35. Mm-hmm. And we tend to be very sad, tend to be a little bit more uh, concerned when we see people dying at that young age because mm-hmm. they have a whole lot of life in front of them and we always have questions and I myself as a cardiologist I have uh, patients asking me on a frequent basis whether we can prevent such death Okay. and of course 
such things can be prevented mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I wouldn't say it can be prevented 100% sure. because uh, there is no way we can actually predict death in, uh, in such situations. Okay. But we can find out what's wrong, mm-hmm. find out uh, what can be done to prevent this, prevent them from engaging uh, high-risk behaviour okay. in order to lower their risk of cardiac arrest. We're speaking to Dr. Derek Young, interventional cardiologist, Concord International Hospital, about sudden cardiac arrest and the conditions, possible links with heart attacks and other things. Okay, now here's a question. You said preventable. It is preventable up to a degree. Yes. Now, what you told me, what you told us earlier was cardiac arrest is an electrical, it's, it's an electrical fault, basically. It's the, the heart has a misfiring, shall we say. Yes, from in a, a layman's term. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, if I liken that to a car, because I, I cannot liken it to a medical condition, but if I liken it to a car and there's a misfiring, I change the spark plugs or I change the battery. Is there some medical equivalent for someone who is having these faulty electrical connections to their heart causing these cardiac arrests? And then you want to change the spark plug. And then you want to change the spark plugs. Okay, as you can see in our, I would say that um, the government and the public Mm -hmm. uh, has been very aware of this sort of situations. They've been putting defibrillator, Mm -hmm. external uh, defibrillator in the MRT, in the shopping centers. And this is what we call the spark plugs, if you want to say that. So you have a cardiac arrest. Say, for example, you see a a person who dropped on the floor Mm -hmm. without any, if you can recognize it, without any cardiac output. Sure. And that is when you put the defibrillator on, on, onto them. Mm-hmm. And then they let the machine recognize the heart rhythm okay. and perhaps uh, can shock them back to life. And a lot of times, um, uh, in my experience, I've seen people coming back to life uh, having been applied a defibrillator on time. On time. Yes, on time is the right thing. So the other thing they can educate the public is um, it's good to have some uh, CPR skills. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that would actually help. In, you, know, you never know you're going to need it. And that will help uh, the person in need to come back to life, you know. And of course, there are situations where you can't really do anything about it. But Mm -hmm. um, at least we can give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. Now, once somebody has been identified as having an irregular heartbeat or these faulty faulty electrical impulses, whatever they might be medically, is there something that they can do in the long term? Are there drugs they can take? Do they need to change their diet? What can they do to lower their risks? Can I say, Clarissa, mm-hmm. that we're kind of veering the topic across to an electrical rhythm. Right. I would just uh, bring back the attention to cardiac arrest again. Okay. And yes, I did say it about the etiology of it. And most of the time it's due to electrical fault and we okay. call it a ventricle, ventricular problem. Right. But we want to know. Uh, what is causing the right. irregular problem. Mm-hmm. And for a start, the younger people, usually uh, if they haven't had any symptoms before or they have a family history of any cardiac problems right. or cardiac death, sudden cardiac death, they put in a higher risk of um, higher risk than the general public of having of, of another of a, of a sudden cardiac arrest. And we need to identify, identify what sort of uh, conditions can, can cause or lead to a ventricle or an electrical fault that can mm-hmm. cause a lack of cardiac output. And mainly for the, le- for, for the younger people, I would say you can, if you can identify congenital coronary anomalies, uh, I mean, there's a technical term, it's just you're born with uh, a normal cause of the coronary arteries. Right. And you can have what we call an, a cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. Another term to, to describe that would be uh, heart failure, 
uh, due to um, abnormal thickening of the heart muscles. Right. It can be due to a, a valvular problem. It can be due to a congenital issue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, sometimes, um, what I've seen before for younger people is if they have a flu-like symptoms, they develop in, in, inflammatory process or inflammation involving the heart muscle, eventually leading to heart failure, eventually leading to irregular heart rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then if you engage in all sorts of um, strenuous activities during those times, you put yourself at risk of getting irregular heart rhythm, then cardiac arrest. Okay, we're yeah. speaking to Dr. Derek Young, interventional cardiologist, Concord International Hospital. We're talking about sudden cardiac arrest. Now, recently, and perhaps this is why this is so top of reference for a lot of people, Taiwanese actor Godfrey Gao was nursing a flu while performing a rather strenuous activity. He was filming and and we all know that he passed away quite suddenly. Would that illness, that nursing the flu, have led to his death? Potentially, and maybe. Mm-hmm. But we will never know until we did an autopsy right. in him. Okay. But I, like I said before, if he does have a flu, mm-hmm. he does have a fever, and he is not feeling well, for example, you give it a, throw a few symptoms in, he's been a bit breathless, mm-hmm. a bit tired than usual. He perhaps may have what we call a myocarditis mm-hmm. or a heart failure, inf- inflammation of the heart muscle leading to heart failure. And then with on top of um, uh, strenuous activity, which uh, causes a surge or an increased level in um, bad hormones like uh, uh, like adrenaline mm-hmm. and uh, cortisol, we control a few scientific terms in there. And that will, cause, that will lead to a higher chance of having an irregular, sinister or fatal heart rhythm that right. can may eventually cause his death. Okay. Let's talk about silent heart attacks. Could they be a precursor to sudden cardiac arrest? How are they connected? Or how can they be connected? They can be connected, silent, uh, silent heart attacks. So usually I see these people, they have diabetes mm-hmm. or they tend to ignore the symptoms or they are just poorly educated about the symptoms. They call mm-hmm. that silent. And, um, and they have heart attack. And then they eventually have heart failure. They thought they're just getting tired, they're getting old, they're blame, blaming themselves for getting older. Mm-hmm. But in fact, their heart is just getting weaker. Mm-hmm. And once the heart gets to a certain stage where we have bad heart failure, then the chances of you having what we call the ventricular arrhythmia or mm-hmm. the sinister fatal arrhythmia gets higher. Eventually, you can lead to a sudden cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. And you remember you told me about a spark plug that you want to put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, situations like this, there are evidence to put what we call implantable cardiac defibrillator. Right. Instead, you know, you miniaturize the, the mm-hmm. AED, you put it into your heart. And if uh, such patients develop uh, irregular heart rhythm, mm-hmm. which are sinister, then these devices are very smart, be able to recognize such rhythms and they will be able to restore the heart rhythm into a normal rhythm. Um, most of the time they can do it, but in fact, unless we're talking about intractable condition. Before I let you go, can you tell us some of the things that we can or should be doing to protect our heart health? Like what I say before to many of my patients, we can do common things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, never discount the fact that um, your blood pressure, mm-hmm. your cholesterol level, your sugar levels, and these are the things that are amenable to your daily lifestyle changes. And we should take note that it would be good to do regular checks on them and to act upon it if uh, there are certain abnormalities in mm-hmm. all this, um, what we call that, preventable uh, risk factors, cardiovascular risk factors. Mm-hmm. And, and also uh, for people who 
wants for for a couple of reasons. I'm throwing a couple of examples for people who wants to change their intensity or level of intensity of exercise. Mm-hmm. For example, um, they want to do something like they uh, they want to do like they they normally do like a slow brisk jog, and then under the influence their friends, and then they wanted to do a marathon. Right. So they want to do a marathon, and then that's a different level of intensity. Mm-hmm. And with uh, existing risk factors, especially with a family history of cardiac problems, uh, we strongly recommend them to do cardiac screen before they embark on such uh, activities. And of course, there are certain younger adults who want to do competitive sports. And I do understand that there is um, a certain number of um, percentage, very, although very uncommon, right? there are a certain number of people who develop cardiac arrest or aborted sudden cardiac arrest uh, during their during sports, mm-hmm. okay, during high intensity sports, especially soccer or basketball. There is a growing body of evidence to suggest them to do at least an electrocardiograph, an echocardiogram, and also a stress echocardiogram mm-hmm. or stress test to exclude underlying cardiac problems before they uh, are allowed to or recommended to continue such competitive sports. In the past, uh, such screening uh, is controversial because we're going to apply to the whole general population. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, if there is a need to, if there is a suggestion and uh, there's a concern, uh, it's always been re- always recommended to do a basic cardiac screen. Okay, so yeah. that at, basically what you're saying is that advice, if you want to do something higher intensity than what you're used to, maybe go skydiving or learn how to dive, mm-hmm. Go see a doctor first before you start. The, those Especially activities. if you have uh, underlying risk factors. So, I'll give you an example: if you're like 45, mm-hmm. you have, your blood pressure seems to be a bit more elevated than usual, but not on medications. You've been trying to to modify your diet, and then you wanted to do a marathon mm-hmm. because you haven't done it before. I thought it was thrilling to do something like that. It's recommended to do some do a cardiac screen before you go because a lot of things like this cardiac arrest are preventable to a certain extent. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Derek Young, interventional cardiologist, Concord International Hospital, for coming in today and speaking to us and trying to explain a little bit about sudden cardiac arrest, heart attack, and how we can make sure that we have a healthy heart. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.